0: Lives with a song so you can sing along with my special guest star two or two 14. You like to sing and dance and this podcast by chance Explores musicals for you Everyone, welcome back to another episode of Life's But a Song's Second Chance Theater, where we recover a topic but with a new guest. I'm your host, John, and with me today is a returning guest who hasn't been on in probably over 150 episodes at this point. It's Rebecca Edmonds, everyone.
1: Yay! Thank you so much for having me back. Oh my God.
0: Oh my God. I was just like, you know what? The first guest ever on this podcast should be featured more. So when you reached out and you were like, let's do these movies, I was like, yes! (laughs) Yes, let's do them! And one of the ones that you picked and why we're here today is to talk about On the Town. Uh, The movie came out in 1949. Previously, we covered it uh, as episode number 11 with guest Christine Sia. Yay! Yeah, oh yeah. Another Fredonia alum. (laughs) The (laughs) <laughs> this circle the tight knit circle of of people of of Fredonia people in this podcast exactly. so why did you want to recover this movie
1: so a couple things i grew up watching this movie like christine did um and it's was always one of my like if i stayed home from school sick it was a movie that i watched pretty much every single time i was home and it's nostalgic for me i grew up dancing and in the theater and um always having that dream of going to New York. And so I feel like the movie captures the the mm-hmm. magic of New York City um, that sometimes we as veteran New Yorkers forget sometimes.
0: <laughs> the, the magic of going on holiday here or something like that.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: However, unlike Christine, there was no subliminal propaganda for you to join the, the Navy band or anything like
1: that. No, I I didn't have that there. Um, (laughs) You know, you never know what could happen in the future.
0: (laughs) You're right. Um, Did you think we missed anything last episode? Last Um, on the first chance? Yeah. Let me take a look at my notes. Um, You talked a little bit about
1: uh, the character of Lucy Schmieler, like towards the end when you guys were covering the sharps and flats, Mm -hmm. but I think there's so much more with that character to dive into. Um, I love her. I think she's such a fun, like comedic, there's so much comedy in the, in the movie in general, but I think for her to stand out as just this outrageous character that like, she doesn't care. And all of the rest of the women kind of still are like demure and have to be pretty and hold themselves in a certain way. And she's like, I'm just going to be crazy and be exactly who I am. And I love that.
0: She has to see the stares that people are, the judgmental stairs that people are giving. <laughs> For when sure. Where it's like, oh, hi, Lucy. <laughs> 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 no,
1: especially when they run into um, a couple other sailors that are out. And he had told them about, Miss Turnstiles, I I want you to I want want you to meet my girl. She's the most beautiful woman in New York. All this stuff, and then they come over, and they see her, because obviously Ivy has left, and they're just like,
0: oh, oh wow,
1: wow.
0: And even but like even Jean's composition changed. He's like, oh yeah, this is my date, everyone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I
1: like the moment that they have when he t- walks her home where he kind of apologizes for being.
0: That is a, a sweet moment. Yes. And he, and he lets her down, but she's just like, you know what? This never really happens to me. So, and that kind of was a gut punch for me where I was like, I can kind of understand this feeling. Yeah. Where 100%. even, even though you were out and about, And the guy was a dick to you. Gene Kelly is still kind of nice to be like, listen, this isn't going to work, but I'm sorry. And yeah, it was it was nice, but also heartbreaking because like she is loud. She is obnoxious. I'm going to say it. And uh, (laughs) but like, I don't understand why she's in like musical theater land with them in you can count on me you know what i mean like she's doing yeah. some, the butt of the jokes but i'm like why are you here <laughs>
1: <laughs> right it's like they the rest of the characters have spent this whole time the whole day with him obviously his two buddies and then uh the- claire and and hilde have been with them the whole day and then lucy's just like i'm, I'm gonna join in <laughs> why not i haven't been out in ages
0: i mean it should be known do you know who she is who that actress would later play
1: i should have done my research i like i know i've seen her before in something else but i don't remember what it is
0: oh when i tell you you're gonna just be gobsmacked um do you ever hear of a little show called bewitched (gasps) yes she was gladys kravitz oh my gosh that makes sense now right Yes. Like you see the face and you're like, yes, you, you. <laughs> Absolutely. So the thing that we didn't talk about last time and the thing that got me curious this time around, how, what are their ages supposed to be? That is a good question. I was thinking about that uh,
1: last night while rewatching the movie. I had always thought they were in their like, mid-20s
0: but like they're acting like idiots (laughs) (laughs) there's i'm not gonna sugarcoat they're they're acting like they just turned 21 or 22 which i mean for for us that's just i I believe the drinking age in the 40s was low was younger than it currently is Mm. so like it feels like these are just people who are like, I'm 21. Let's go party for legally, Woo! and that's what it felt like. But they may have been younger. <laughs> like the way that yeah. the, the way that Frank Sinatra talks about singing things per like his grandpa's like suggestions and everything. He's like, oh boy, I'm definitely going to the hippodrome or whatever that whatever place he says that. Was closed down for years.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, they very well likely could have been 18, 19 years old, uh, the characters. I don't know, again, the actors oh. obviously are much older.
0: But... Oh, the actors were 30 years old. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. But the, the, it was definitely like a Stalker Channing in Grease moment where you're like, how old are you supposed to be? <laughs> How old are you? How old is the character supposed to be? I know you're not that age, but how old is the character? Oh boy. Um, rewatching this, I kind of saw a different layer to come up to my place. The song, Hmm. where I wasn't sure if Hildy was supposed to be doing like a May West impression, or. Or be like that type of character because you know Mae West is just like oh why don't you see me upstairs? Oh. why don't
1: you come up and see me She'll sometime? See me
0: sometime. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. Last time we did this episode was two years ago. I have not watched this movie since that episode. So I this is you're getting literally my second <laughs> viewing of it, and these are all my opinions. That, that's what happened.
1: (laughs) Fresh eyes. Yeah, I think bringing up kind of the age thing, um, if you think about, because I do think that the women are supposed to be, at least Hildy and Claire are probably older than the guys.
0: But not by much. Not by much. Yeah. But a couple years. Like maybe they're all in their 20s, but I feel like... The men are younger twenties, and the women are like twenty seven,
1: twenty eight. Yeah,
0: at least those, at least the two that you mentioned, because like they kind of have their shit together. They're also New York, or they've been in New York for some time. It feels like so they have mm-hmm. that New York attitude. But I can see what your point, where you're like they're older, because like especially when you see them at whatever that first nightclub is that they go to where they're tipping the maitre d' to be like make a big deal about it give us a table get us some champagne blah 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 that is like the this uh, okay okay we're gonna be serious for a hot second listeners that is like the secret of new yorkers i know we have a bad rap of like being <laughs> brash and and you know like not giving a shit about anything but like we're secretly nice <laughs>
1: It's true. We actually do like care.
0: We do. I, yeah. I,
1: I consider myself a New Yorker at this point. I've I'm coming up on my ten year anniversary of living in New York, so Bravo. I feel like I'm an official New Yorker now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we just we have things to do, places to go, people to see, but we look out for each other. I think yeah. we're not necessarily always nice about it, but if I see something going on, I'm like, oh, is that is everything okay?
0: Even even if we've met and had sex with somebody like six hours ago, uh, and we're we're helping their buddy get laid, like, yes, we'll do it. We understand. Cause like at least the two of them were like miss turnstiles, like this is nothing. <laughs> like I feel like there's shit like that all over in New York that I don't know about. Yeah. Some weird beauty pageant or some like contest winner there's always a contest winner here i feel like like sure. do you remember like commercials being like win two tickets to a broadway show and a free flight and it's like yes. <laughs> okay okay for the person though that's the star treatment but for us it's like it's it's tuesday i don't know what <laughs> yeah. you want.
1: exactly I'm like, oh cool what else do i get
0: <laughs> <laughs> um I mean I was just wa- watching this again for this different day different attitude different mindset I found it really interesting that the movie opens with an unnamed character that does come back at the end but like he's the first one to sing about I feel he sings I feel like not getting out of uh I feel like I'm not out of bed yet
1: mm-hmm.
0: which As you guys can tell with my, how I'm speaking right now, same, (laughs) same, but like, I like the bookends because as special as this day is for those three, it just goes to show you it's just a day Mm -hmm. and like the next day is somebody else's special day, but life goes on.
1: Yeah, it's this interesting concept of this is a snapshot of these three guys and their story visiting New York City for the first time. But a completely different musical would have been written about the next three guys on the next day that came that come out at the end. It's really fun to get to see what their day in New York is as opposed to someone else's day in New York.
0: Right, like one of the – I feel like you could – do a story where, like, one of them is from New York and they're the ones that are taking charge. Because the day Frank Sinatra planned out is physically impossible.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Like they he he has it that they're spending 15 minutes at a museum and then they're going to another museum. And I'm just like, you just I mean, I know you said you want to go to a museum, but you'll just if with this timeline. You're just going outside waving and then on to the next one. Exactly. Yeah, I was watching like the opening
1: sequence and they go visit all these different areas and I was like there's no way that they would have gone to Central Park and the
0: to- Brooklyn Bridge
1: Brooklyn Bridge and the Statue of Liberty all before 9:30 a.m. I was like what's what's going on with this opening sequence?
0: Like it's supposed to, it's supposed to be 3 hours and you're like it'll take you three hours to go from central park to the brooklyn bridge yeah (laughs) alone uh we're we're new yorkers everyone and i'm not sorry because this (laughs) this movie is wild and like okay it's insane you know this right this movie is insane yeah okay Okay. well you said it's your favorite movie you've watched it when you were sick and home and high in school and everything but like it's insane yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah I I definitely have like that nostalgia about it but going back and rewatching, I was like oh oh <laughs> there's so many things that I didn't even pick up on that now as an adult I'm looking at like
0: oh right okay <laughs> like it's loosely held together by scotch tape <laughs> <laughs> let's be real here this store, this movie and the plot everything like how they find vera ellen at the end i don't know the what's her name madame the russian lady that's blackmailing her
1: yeah madame deliovska
0: madame deliovska which by the way. I was just like, "Why are you blackmailing this woman?" For <laughs> they don't really tell you everything right away, mm-hmm. which I think is the is the storytelling or the movie movie storytelling of the forties and fifties and everything. I'm I'm finding out, but like this is like very important. <laughs> We're not putting enough weight on Madame Daliowska. We're like first of all, are you really Russian? I mean, I know the actress isn't, but, like, the character, are you really Russian? And then are you... Are, I I get that you're, like, a hawkster, in a way, because you say that you've trained these people, but clearly you didn't. Oh, no. <laughs> you did not. Um, Yeah.
1: I love the, the scene where, you know, Ivy goes into her balancing on her head, headstand, and She's She goes into her little thing to pull out her liquor to pour into her teacup, and she's it's empty. So she's like, I'm just going to go out for a few moments, my dear. Just keep practicing. And you're like, oh, damn. It's rough.
0: Now, you're a New York City-based per- performer. Have you ever come across a teacher like that?
1: Luckily, no. Um, okay. I know some people who have some- But horror- you have
0: a story. Okay. <laughs> you've heard the stories. Cause like, that's, that's also another thing where I'm like, okay, this is real, but like, why, (laughs) why?
1: (laughs) And it is that, you know, small town mentality, um, that Gaby and Ivy share that she would come into the city and probably unbeknownst to her, just find this teacher who maybe her prices are pretty low. So that's, the drawing factor to, like, finding a teacher for dance um, to keep her training up, but she's kind of being taken advantage of because she doesn't know any better.
0: Uh, The small-town dreams of, like, coming to the big city. Mm -hmm. Also, when does Frank Sinatra's character fall in love with Hildy? I never understand. I don't understand when that happened. Like, when, when he finally goes up to her place, they just start making out. And I'm like, 20 minutes ago, within the movie's movies logic of time, yes. you were like, hey, I want to go see these places. That's my goal. And then now you're like, oh, I'm in your apartment. Let's make out.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think um, having seen the stage version, it definitely makes it more clear that he's into it. Like earlier on um they still have the come up to my place and he's trying to i I think he's got conflicting emotions like in the stage show where he's like Mm. oh i find this girl attractive but i really want to see the city i'm that's what i'm here to do i really want to see new york but the more and more she keeps telling him hey come up to my place he's like okay but I yeah, I don't think we get enough of that in the movie. It's just like a flip one eighty from absolutely not, I wanna go see the hippodrome, to okay, let's let's go hook up in your apartment.
0: Okay, let's kick Lucy out, who is sick as a dog, and <laughs> <Yeah>. let's bone. <laughs> <laughs> there's no other there's no nice way to say it. They 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 fuck.
1: They yeah. Fuck. And then
0: let's be really here too. Um and and Miller and Jules Munchen who play Claire and Ozzy they, they we don't see it but they fuck yeah
1: yeah for sure they,
0: they, yeah cause cause that's the idea like they're um Hildy has the idea to split up cause clearly she wants to have sex with mm-hmm. Frank Sinatra's character uh um Frank Sinatra and then the other two are like yeah let's do it bye <laughs>
1: Yeah, it didn't take much convincing for them. They're like, oh, that's a great idea. Let's go. That's,
0: yeah, let's let's do this. Let's go on. Um, jumping to the end of the movie that we didn't bring up on the first chance either. Um, so they're in Coney Island. The guys are in disguise mm-hmm. as like the vaudevillian not vaudeville, what is it? Burlesque dancers and everything. <laughs> I had this weird thought the routine that they do it feels like they practiced it on the ship <laughs> like I mean I, love that. They, I mean I know we're also in like musical movie golden age era where everyone knows the song um automatically and mm-hmm. there's like highly choreographed dances that happen that are supposed to be in the real world But, like, this one, I was just like, you guys definitely practice this for, like, your ship's talent show or something.
1: Yes, I love the idea of, like, a flashback sequence where they're like, they're like, what do we do? Wait, let's do the talent show number.
0: And, and you know, Gene Kelly is there going, guys, step on the right foot. (laughs) On the right foot. (laughs) Turn, turn, kick, kick. (laughs) stop 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 take it from the top because i'm gene fucking kelly a five six seven absolutely oh my god um what else do you have in your notes i we plowed through all of the things i thought about um do you have anything else that we didn't talk about or was there something that we said that you want to expand more on in the first chance
1: well i had written down Um, because I think both of you talked about how like the ballet, the day in New York sequence was kind of unnecessary (laughs) in a sense, or just, just recaps what we've already seen in the whole movie. But for me, it's one of my favorite parts. I'm like, I love a good dream ballet. And I think it's important to the character of Gaby that he lives his whole life kind of in this fantasy world. So that dream sequence is like going into his into his fantasy world and not wanting to live with the reality that maybe this whole thing was too good to be true. Like he's he feels better living in something that's fake instead of actually dealing with what's real and in front of him.
0: And for seven minutes and six seconds, it's Gene Kelly dancing.
1: Yeah. I can't get any better than that, really.
0: You I... can't. They're all doubled except for Vera, right? yes and gene obviously so it's just so fascinating though that like that's what they do with it like i'm here for the dream ballet moment but like to recap what we just watched for like the last hour up -hmm. until that point i was just that's where i'm like could have done something different could have done like the future like in like in um what what or like the alternate reality that's in La La Land. Like mm-hmm. like obviously that's what La La Land is referencing these dream ballet moments right in Gene Kelly movies. But like could have done something different than just, hey, in case you missed it, let's recap in a dance what happened.
1: Yeah, I think it could have been really cool to do like what would have happened or what he what he wanted to happen when they went out. And, and she, if she had stayed instead of going off and going to work. Yes.
0: Yes. Then, I mean, then you could still have the dance doubles because you're doing a ballet. I don't know. It's just like, why did <laughs> dear movie? Why did you recap everything instead of doing, you know, like the ideal date or like um, just a dance between the two of them? I would have loved to see mm-hmm. they do dance together, but I mean, like Foley that's yeah.
1: probably that's my favorite sequence in the whole movie is them the, the dance that they do with by the ballet bar with the shadows it's so beautiful and just continu continuous movement they never stop moving and like sexy for the time period too it was very like sensual um which I I just enjoyed
0: what you didn't like watching Vera Ellen dance fight the gays <laughs>
1: I mean that's sensual in a different way for me
0: too. So, although I do have to admit, watching that, I'm happy they. This is going to be a weird detail, and I'm sorry, everyone, but like I'm happy that they put her in shorts for that moment in the Miss Turnstiles ballet because doing all those kicks and things in a skirt would be. I don't. I. I don't know. I feel like it's more comfortable in like shorts or pants or something with legs than to have a skirt because that didn't feel like like a like a flowy skirt moment. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense, <laughs> yes. Because well, I mean, also in, in this time period, it was women always wore skirts unless unless uh, obviously you're at like a sporting event or something, um, or you're or you have loungewear. But like the fact that they showed her in shorts for this i was like kudos to you movie for understanding
1: if you're playing sports if you're running a race you probably wouldn't be wearing a skirt
0: skirt. yeah (laughs) yeah and then all of a sudden you're fighting people for like three minutes in a balletic way yes you won't be wearing a skirt for that
1: the acrobatics i mean the choreography and that's a staple of gene kelly too is it's very athletic Whereas, you know, if you if you watch Fred Astaire um, or other male dancers of the same time period, it's much lighter. And not that he, Gene Kelly is heavy, um, but it's just much more like athletic as opposed to, um, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for. <laughs> it's just a different I, stylized it, choice.
0: It, yeah, it, it's like Fred Astaire, I feel like is a little more fluid and a little more technique
1: based if you will mm. right but lifted up as yeah. opposed to like gene kelly is much more grounded and like everything is in the plie um
0: yeah and he he is
1: in my dance terms
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean watching uh, specifically in this movie he's a little more like uh i guess he's he's his physicality is more New York in a way where it's like hey let's go like we're on the move and everything which kind of makes sense for like that theme of like New York and first time in New York and let's be New Yorkers even though we're not from here and in uh you can count on me I wrote down I could watch Frank Sinatra try to tap all day
1: oh (laughs) I made note of that too I was like
0: that oh, must have right. driven
1: just knowing the history that I know of Gene Kelly and how what a perfectionist it he is. That must have driven him crazy.
0: There's a moment in the ballet as well in the New York uh, A Day in New York ballet. I think Gene Kelly makes a mistake, and yeah. it's on film. Oh no! It's when it's, it's one of the moments when it's just the three of them, and. I can't wait. Is it there or is it in? You can count on me. It was one of the. It was one of those moments where it's the three of them, and like he makes us. It's a slight mistake, and if you're watching carefully, you're like, "Oh, your turn isn't as perfect as it should be," mm. but something like that. And I'm like, "That's ah, uh, he we got you on film." <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll have to go back and watch that. Um, for like watch for that moment and see what happened. <laughs>
0: He's probably turning over in his grave, being like, "Somebody caught it." No, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I thought I got away with it for all these years.
0: <laughs> to. to keep on with, you can count on me. The oh god, the lead up to it is also insane. <laughs> like that's a, that's another it's a prime example of them being insane. Where they're like, "Hey, partner, why are you drinking alone?" And all five of them, <laughs> but like. Are trying to cheer up Gene Kelly and the other five, Lucy is included in this, acts like they're in a western. I'm like, why? Yes, why for? <laughs> where did we where did this come from? Like, they get one of them ha- took a rope and is swinging it, another one. I'm just like, why? why who agreed on this? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it
1: would have made sense maybe if his character was from somewhere yeah somewhere out west texas like okay that's we're gonna you know hey buddy like let's (laughs) make you feel better
0: (laughs) or like because the 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 three sailors seem to be out of touch with things Uh, that's and that's just because they're out to sea uh or they're you know on the ship working so they don't go to the movies or they i mean this is their first time in new york so they don't know the sites or anything like that so to do a western that presumably they probably haven't seen a movie in like three years maybe i don't know Ew. um it you're you're doing a reference and you're just like i don't i don't and then you're gonna sing a song about how we're we're friends forever <laughs> yeah like I got your back man let's keep singing
1: <laughs> it was almost like they when they were writing it which there is a similar song in the stage version it, it's the same like we're friends we're gonna take care of each other uh but it's not that it's not you can count on me it's a completely different song <laughs> but it almost feels like they said well we need to have a song like friendship in Anything Goes." And where it's like on a we're on a boat, we're sailors and we're it's the same sort of energy of making jokes and wordplay, so they wanted to do like a Colt Porter esque thing with it.
0: I'm looking at the musical now. <laughs> There's a character named Senorita Dolores Dolores.
1: Yes, <laughs> what? in the show that's Madame Deliafska. So there's no Madame Deliafska in the show.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Okay, they, I mean, it looks like I have. I didn't fully read it. At least the songs they were just like, we're gonna take just some of these songs, and then we're gonna have Leonard Bernstein write new ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh. Awesome. But like the the show, how long? Ago, when was when did you see the show?
1: I saw the
0: the Broadway revival, which was twenty fourteen.
1: Yeah, twenty fourteen. So yeah. I saw that a couple times when it was running on Broadway.
0: Okay, so but like it's basically they do follow the same story in a way where it's like three three sailors, one of them is. Falls in love with a girl, and they're trying to find her, and then the other two find women along the way. Yes, I'm seeing the same names: uh, Ivy, Claire, and Hildy. Hildy spelled differently, though. Mm. In the movie, it's with an E, and the and the show it's with a Y. I don't I don't understand why they had to change the songs. I guess to fit Gene Kelly's dancing. Maybe it's a dance show, right? Like it's a highly choreographed.
1: It is, yeah. It's um. Jerome Robbins uh, was the the original choreographer.
0: Yes. I Do remember seeing that in the movie where they said story concept by Jerome Robbins or Mm -hmm. I Jerome Robbins had an idea and they gave him credit for it.
1: Based on an idea by Jerome Robbins. Um, (laughs) So yeah, it it still is a dance show. Um, I think you're, you hit the nail on the head though with they changed the songs to sort of fit the, voices that they had and the dancers they had in a similar way you know if you have Ann Miller you're going to want to do a song where she gets to tap and dance her face off because not that she's not a great vocalist but she is like dancer first um and in the show the character of Claire is a, a classical soprano and she sings this song about getting carried away with men and it's a very like operatic sort of thing That's not Ann Miller. So they were like, scrap that. Let's write her a great, a hot tap number. And
0: we were talking talking about Dick. Boy crazy. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Talking about Dick. But I was just, I was watching it in the movie and I was just like, does this need to be a tap number? Or does this song, this one song go with tap? Because you're listening to her talk about Dick basic i i'm going let's call a spade a spade here she's singing about having sex and she wants to have sex and she's boy crazy as you said but like she's just horny mm-hmm. like everyone is uh and then she goes into a tap dance which i'm fine with her tapping i'm fine with her singing i just don't think the song and the tap go well together <laughs>
1: yeah it's an interesting thing of like okay we're gonna talk about prehistoric
0: sex you could say sex Men. I, yeah. Men.
1: <laughs> and then let me do like a 40 style tap number like time steps
0: uh-huh and then and then turn 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 turn
1: <laughs> that oh, the turning with the skirt just flow mm. oh, it's so good
0: and then some cultural insensitivities everyone no uh. well...
1: <laughs> yeah unavoidable in a lot of these
0: films (laughs) yeah i mean they probably didn't think about it but nobody was even just like are we sure we want to do this you want me to put on a native american headdress and put my hand to my mouth then okay okay we're gonna do it we're gonna do it yeah (laughs) that that part i was just like Girl, (laughs) you did that.
1: Oh, man. The part that killed me, I was... I wondered how they did it. When he... Ozzy was dragging Claire by her hair in one sequence during... Like, she's sitting in a seated position on the ground, and he's dragging her across the floor (laughs) by her hair. I was like, how did they do that?
0: Oh. Unless you probably... He's probably holding like her costume, and she's holding on to him. maybe I don't remember. honestly, I think I blanked out that moment
1: <laughs> i I don't blame you it's i
0: looked I looked right. away for a hot second and all of a sudden, I was just like, oh yes the I mean her dancing with the drums was it w- was cool. I thought that was interesting where she's kicking drums and everything and playing the um." I don't know what kind of instrument that is, Um, but like
1: the the, like clarinet.
0: Yeah. It's not a clarinet, but the only way I can describe it and I'm sorry, is that we see it a lot with snake charmers in movies, that type Mm of instrument um, that may sound like an oboe, but it's definitely not an oboe, but like she's playing that and she's kicking. And I was like, that's, that's cool. Like that's 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 at least they're incorporating choreography with the music. So mm-hmm. that worked. Other things didn't, <laughs> <laughs> but true, that true. did. Um, do you have anything else that you want to talk about before we get into Sharp and Flat? Let's end on a different note than us, <laughs> please. <laughs> cultural appropriation. Yeah. 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 Well, do you, I don't know how long it's been since you last watched this movie prior for this episode, but, like, do you think that this is still a movie that you would put on on, like, a rainy day or if you're sick?
1: Absolutely. It's still one that if I'm in a bad mood or not feeling good, whatever, I put it on and it instantly makes me feel happy. I mean, the the comedy... I love that they kind of made the cops look like bumbling idiots.
0: Yes. (laughs) And...
1: (laughs) There's, you know, the the radio that comes in once they, it, when the dinosaur falls after that number. And
0: it's, they it's like car 44 reporting... or whatever. And they're like, hey, that's us. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> and they say reporting collapse of dinosaur. And he goes, collapse. That's awful. She's my favorite singer, that dinosaur. <laughs> just like, there's just little comments here and there that, from different side characters that I was laughing out loud. I was like, I forgot this joke.
0: The Empire State Building sequence is hilarious.
1: Oh, there's nothing better.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, it's pure... This movie is, although all over the place and bonkers, when they're on and they're funny, it's a thousand percent funny. Hilarious. Like, that... um the moment that we made fun of at the end when they're dancing and just in the burlesque, there's a lot of humor throughout this movie that stands the test of time, Mm -hmm. which I appreciate. There's also a lot of other things that don't stand the test of time. What I also like though, and it's a small little detail and I'm not going to sharp it, but I just wanted to bring it out. when they go to the different clubs, they have different, ethnicities of women performing they're all singing the same goddamn song but like I appreciated that they're showcasing talent while maybe being a little bit insensitive culturally but like they're still showcasing the talent of these women of color Mm -hmm. because it's like the first club it's white women the second club I believe is the black women and the third club is Asian women yeah I, th- I was like, yeah, okay, you got one thing right. It's still too white of a movie, but like, hey, New York is a yeah. You're getting them. You're cu- you kind of got it. Cool. Yeah, it it, it could have gone,
1: of course, further. It had the you know, if this movie was made today, we would see hopefully all different colors and sizes of bodies and. Um...
0: I liked Christine's idea of if we're doing redoing the movie that the sailors are women that would
1: be so fun
0: i don't know how they would find the ivy character unless it is unless one of them is a is a lesbian that would be cool but like the (laughs) i don't think there's going to be a mr turnstile (laughs) in other words (laughs) (laughs) Um, what
1: would what would be like the male equivalent of something like that if they were to if if it was going to be? But honestly, I like your idea better of having Gaby
0: be gay and then yeah, the Gaby character gay. and yeah. and then we have an Ivy character and then the other two could be whatever because twenty twenty three, ha! <laughs> All right, let's get into stripe and flat, shall we? Let's do it. sharp flat. So in this section we're going to highlight some moments whether or not we talked about it. If we liked it, it's sharp and if we didn't like it or thought it could change, it's flat. And because this is the second chance of this movie, we're going to see if I agree with my former sharps and flats, which I don't remember right now. So Rebecca, this is your time. Go. What do you want to start with?
1: Um, For me, the sharps, I... Said the dancing and choreography. Um, I am a huge fan of Gene Kelly and always love his movies and love the choreography. Um, so I just think it's cream of the crop. Uh, what else? Comedy, the physical comedy. I enjoyed the car chase, the chase around the theater at, in Coney Island, where they're you know opening doors and they just keeps running into cops and they're screaming <laughs> like. The character of Ozzy in general, he just has such great physical and vocal comedy. The choices that he was making with his voice just cracks me up every time.
0: Yeah. One more time. Um, Jules Munchen was that actor. Yes. I don't think I've seen any of his other stuff. But hey, you never know. Oh, he's in Kiss Me Kate. Never mind. I totally have. Mm-hmm. He's one of the gangsters. Yeah.
1: Which makes absolute sense. again, that's another nostalgia movie for me. Um, but yeah, I love the the physical comedy that is present, and the the wordplay and puns that go on throughout the throughout the film. Another sharp for me was the chemistry between all of the couples. I really felt like sometimes you watch a, a movie, and I don't really see the connection between the characters that are supposed to be falling in love. But I felt that between all of these people. Like oh. you, there was a genuine, oh, you didn't.
0: <laughs> well, well, are you talking about like the six of them or when they are coupled off? Both. Because when they're coupled off, there's some moments between Chip and Hildy that I'm just like, I know you're supposed to be in love, but I kind of don't. Like, especially in the apartment, I believe this was uh, when I felt this, I was just like, he, he's trying. Frank is trying. He's not really <laughs> acting here. You're acting circles around him, uh, Betty, uh, Betty Garrett, but yeah. like he's he's so close. <laughs>
1: you know, I mean, he's a, he's a crooner. He's not known for his acting, but
0: it could also have been that was a long day. Who knows?
1: Yeah, anything could be possible.
0: <laughs> sorry to Absolutely. sorry to interrupt, but I was just like, there's a moment that we need to. I need to highlight for you.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll 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 concede to that. <laughs> um and then I really liked that, especially for the time period, the women had agency. Like, I don't know, I felt very much like Hilde and Claire were like, I'm doing my own thing and I don't have to kowtow that much to society's norms of what women are expected to do. Like, this is New York baby. I'm gonna go out and get mine if i want to
0: (laughs) hildy's just like i'm still working because i want to work Mm -hmm. and uh claire's like yes i was suggested by my guardian question mark uh that was weird uh to sugar uh, daddy (laughs) maybe to focus on something rather than boys so i'm going to be into anthropology and i was like you know what wrong way about it but i understand you're go for science go be a scientist yeah and then uh ivy has like the big dreams but like they're strong but they're not they're not strong enough i feel like i feel like there's still a little more that if this movie was remade which i kind of hope it is um it can they they could be a little stronger do you remember in the stage version if their character's a little more beefier than in the movie
1: yes yeah i think it's a it's much longer you know it's the movie is what a little over an hour and a half um Uh the stage version is a good two and a half hours. Um, okay. So you do get a little bit more fleshed out of all of the characters. Uh,
0: oh, good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, do you have any more sharps or, or do you want to go to flats now?
1: Um. Yeah, we can go to
0: flats. Okay. You continue on.
1: All right. Um, overall, I like all of the new songs that were written for the movie. But there are a few songs from the stage version that I wanted to still be included in this. Um, Particularly, there's a song that Gaby sings called Lucky to be Me, where it's like right after he just met Ivy and he's like walking down the streets of New York just singing What a Day, Fortune smiled. And like, I'm I'm just the luckiest guy in the world because I got to meet. Miss Turnstiles Um, and it's just a beautiful song and I thought that I mean vocally I don't think that it would have been difficult for Gene Kelly to sing so I wish that that was in there and then there's a song at the end that the characters sing when they're headed back to the ship they sing it with the girls um, called Some Other Time and they know that they're about to leave each other and they're probably never going to see each other again and it's just kind of reminiscing, and it's a very sweet song to kind of end things on. And I thought that eliminating that from the film was sad for me.
0: Aw, <laughs> well, I mean, Vera, Vera Ellen is also not the strongest singer at either, so she may they may have cut a lot of songs because of her. But like, I mean, this was also the time of dubbing, so yeah.
1: they easily it- dubbed in yeah you know someone else's voice for her
0: now now that you say that I'm upset that that song is not in there because it seems like they needed as much as I love the fact that it ends showing that you know life goes on the city lives another day and there's other adventures for other people I kind of wish there was, there was a little bit more of like a goodbye or until we meet again moment mm-hmm. Just, I don't know. Do you feel like that they last, these couples?
1: I don't know. The one couple I think that could possibly, because they're both from Meadowville, like when he Mm. comes home from the war, maybe Gabby and Ivy would end up seeing each other again back home. But I don't know about the other two couples. I I feel it.
0: I feel like the six of them will still be friends. I don't know about romantic. Yeah. Because they just spent a whole 24 hours running around New York City. So that that's that's a friendship that like you wanna keep're
1: yes. <laughs> they're, they um, bonded for life,
0: okay, so because this is a second chance theater, does John agree with his former sharps and flats? No, there's one that I would like to amend, so I agree with everything else I said, except for the flat I gave for the time scrolling at the bottom. I was like, no, this is important for us, the audience. As much as it's implausible, uh, impossible to happen Mm -hmm. in 24 hours, what they do, it does help us understand the pressure of time. Mm
1: -hmm. And, like,
0: they have a 6 a.m. deadline to be back on the ship. But I got some new ones, everyone. So we're ready. Um, I'm going to start with Flats. And I know you like her. I didn't like her. I'm flatting Lucy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I understand she is marching to the beat of her own drum. She's got her own personality and everything. But like, girl needs to read the room and know (laughs) that she's not welcome in certain points or maybe she's a little annoying. Like, especially like when... um. Uh, Hildy and Chip come up and they're clearly going to make out on the couch or whatever. Why do you bring out the neti pot or whatever, the little steaming thing into the living room from your bedroom? Come on. calm the fuck on.
1: You've been in your bedroom the whole day when Hildy wasn't there. And now that she is home, you're like, let me come out into the living room and do this now.
0: Yeah. Uh, my other flight is Madame Deliovskaya blackmailing Ivy because I'm like, this doesn't need to happen. <laughs> or if it does, put more importance on it, movie because make it seem like throwaway lines, but it's important for this character. So like,
1: yeah, I almost wish that maybe there was more backstory of Ivy is in serious debt and owes her for like several months of classes or something, and that's why she's working this job.
0: Or counterpoint, because this is the golden age of Hollywood. There's a lot of things that just like happen, and you're like, I accept this as truth. So like, at the end of the uh, at the end, when she runs off, something happens where she's like, I quit and I'm quitting dancing. Fuck you, Madame Deliowska. Bye, like something like that. Where like Deliowska gets her comeuppance. Mm-hmm. No way. That, that that would have been great. That and I would have been like you know what this bonkers movie that makes sense now too Uh, but I have some new sharps Um, I didn't sharp all of the women last time and now I'm going to sharp all of them because like you said they have urgency they have um, they have a story but like it's not the strongest one so I'm here for it I love the ending I'm sharp total sharp to the fact that like life goes on mm-hmm. welcome to new york <laughs> and then my final sharp is the name brunhilde esterhazy i was like <laughs> god you guys gave her the ugliest name ever <laughs>
1: so good yeah Ooh, one more sharp this whole scene on the top of the empire state building but especially when She turns around with her glasses on and just says, A lady cab driver. Oh, how revolting. (laughs) I can tell you, obviously, you can tell I recited that many, many times. Very well.
0: Very well. (laughs) You've definitely practiced that line.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you.
0: (laughs) You're ready for the remake.
1: I'm Uh, I'm a professional.
0: (laughs) Uh, Would you add any of the songs to your life's playlist?
1: Absolutely. Um, New York, New York just because it's like the theme song of our fair city. Um, and then Modern Man. I just love the jazzy uptempo and the wordplay of that song, not the racism, <laughs> but the song itself.
0: Oh prehist- prehistoric man you mean?
1: Yes, yeah, prehistoric man.
0: Yeah.
1: Um and you're awful. I think it's just such a sweet love song, but in a like it has a little twist to it.
0: So in the first chance, I said Main Street and You're Awful. Um, I think I'm going to agree with that, but add New York, New York. Because I'm surprised I didn't have that. Yeah. It's the anthem. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Unlike what a lot of people like to play, which is the Alicia Keys song. (laughs) In (laughs) New York. Well,
1: you know, or you got... uh... Sinatra's New York, New York, as well. Um,
0: Start spreading right the news. news. Yeah, yeah. But on that note, Rebecca, we're done with the episode. We done did wow. the second chance of On the Town. What do you have to plug or promote?
1: Um. Well, you can check me out on uh, Instagram and TikTok. My handle is at it's becca ellen. Um, I do sometimes like covers of Broadway songs and, you know, fun content.
0: And if you want to remake this movie for us, because I've already made, pitched so many on this podcast, I've pitched so many ideas and I can't write them all. So somebody else write it for us. You can email me at buttersungpod at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at buttersungpod. Hell, if you need, who do you want to play? Who would you like to play in this remake? any Um, character on the table
1: wow i think i would like to play hildy
0: i was gonna say that for you i could see you being hildy but like obviously you can do your own version of uh betty what's her last name betty garrett's voice but like i feel like you can make it your own a little bit Mm -hmm. um yeah and if you if you need me to be gene kelly uh Yes. Yes, because I'm not a trained. I'm a totally trained dancer. I mean, ha 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 <laughs> Let me know. And if you want to be part of next episode's conversation, we're going to be talking about Calamity Jane. Rebecca, thank you so much for coming back on. We're. I'm, so, I'm looking forward to having you back. You know, it's been a while. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I love getting to talk about movie musicals. So, anytime any
0: uh, time. I'm (laughs) so happy. And thank you everyone for listening and bye for now. Bye. Special thanks to Justin Johnson for creating the podcast's artwork and to Nick Bombasino for composing the theme song and the jingles in this podcast. And thank you to CastBox for hosting this podcast. Bye again, everyone, and have a musical day.